This special bonus episode of Horror Movie Talk brought to you by... Whoa, Satan? Is this real? Satan bought an ad with us? That's right! (laughs) I just figured, what better place to confirm my real-life existence than a shitty horror movie review podcast by two schlubby guys? At worst, no one will believe in me. Win for me. At best, I get a few more souls. Not that it's that hard at this point, really. Uh, My message for today is... Stay the course, guys. I'm, I'm just really proud of you. The world seems like it's doing really well, and I just want to say thanks, you know? So make sure you sit at home listening to Horror Movie Talk instead of voting, and keep drinking LaCroix, of course. <laughs> and uh, by the way, squabbling over what words you can and can't use? Oh my god. I love it. So just thanks, guys. It's just You're doing a really great job, and, uh, you know, see you soon. Also brought to you by I Like Comics in Vancouver, Washington. Sign up for a free subscription box today and receive 20% off any titles you sign up for. Get this, no minimum amount of titles to sign up for. You can just do one. Um, Tons of new comics and old, trade paperbacks, hardcovers, statues, collectibles, action figures, t-shirts, you name it. This place is a comics emporium, so check them out online at ilikecomicsonline.com. And they're uh, they're in downtown Vancouver, Washington. They're on, uh, I think it's on Broadway. Um, yeah, so check them out. Hello, and welcome to a horror movie talk, an opinionated and accidentally funny horror movie review show. Your schlubby hosts each week are Bryce Hansen, the cool collected nihilist, and David Day, a cool guy who's always cool. <laughs> New theatrical releases always get priority. But we also review older horror movies, both good and horrible. I'm David Day. And I'm Bryce Hansen. And this is a special bonus episode for Halloween that we thought we would give you guys um, to kind of go over, uh, you know, what we like. To give you guys a better idea and to kind of uh, refer to whenever, if you ever are like, well, yeah, they, they gave this an eight, but what do they really like? Well, you can take a listen to this episode and get a better idea. Yeah, this will act as a good kind of intro into the pod, getting to know our personalities and history and our tastes. Yeah. Yeah, so at the top of the episode here, uh, check us out at our website, horrormovietalk.com. Also, check us out on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Insta, if you're, you know, a hip kid. Um, Yeah, the only one that might be... Possibly hard to find is on Facebook because there is a horror movie talk page that's not us. But if you search for a horror movie talk podcast, that's us. Yeah, look for our branded skull with headphones on it. Yeah. Yeah, and also uh, make sure to take our audience survey. You're going to hear this say this uh, a few times over the next couple months. We're taking a survey. We're yeah, we're taking a survey of our listeners, and we'd like you to participate so, because it will help us to learn more about you as as part of an, our audience. Uh, no matter how long you've been a listener or how frequently you listen to this show, um, we we want to hear from you. So please take a few minutes and visit our website at horrormovietalk.com. And you'll find the listener survey link right on the main navigation bar at the top, also on the sidebar um, next to the episode posts. And you can complete the survey anonymously if you would like. So thank you very much for doing that. We post new episodes every Wednesday. 
And uh, you should subscribe to us and leave a review on, you know, iTunes or Stitcher or something like that. Uh, today, as I mentioned before, we will be talking about the origins of our horror obsession. Our goal is to give our audience a better idea of our personal preferences in horror movies and movies in general. Wait, was that horror movies or horror movies? Horror movies. Okay. I made a different Did list. I not make that very clear? I was sh certain that I spoke very clearly. My top five are all showgirls. Uh <laughs> <laughs> oh, damn. <laughs> oh, man, I missed it. I really didn't think of that. Right. We want our audience to have a better understanding of what makes us tick. And, uh, and this is how we're going to do it. Uh, so today we're going to be covering our, each of our individual tastes, uh, in horrors, in horror, horror and yeah, in horror and in movies, um, what got us each into horror movies and then also our top five horror movies. Um, and that's going to pretty much take up the whole show. Uh, I, I would assume so. Thanks again for listening, and let's get into the show. Let, give me that spoiler music to transition us into this cool part. That must be a good feel. Give me that. Give me that music. Give me that music. Bing, like, bing. And then you give just, me a beat. Yeah, and now we're good enough that we can just kind of do it without being like, duh. Well, this <laughs> well, time well, anyway. Yeah, we'll yeah. see. So my name is David Day, as mentioned before. And uh, I started out life as a pretty sheltered kid as far as basically, ever, you know, in, in comparison to all my friends. I had very strict uh, restrictions placed on what I was and was not allowed to watch. And the, I very distinctly remember the first PG-13 movie I was ever allowed to see. I was, in, weirdly enough, I was in second grade, which did did not fly with this restriction, mm -hmm. the strict restriction right. thing. But I wanted to go so bad. Like, dinosaurs were my life, you know, up until that point. I was just like, so my mom knew that dinosaurs were the, so this is kind of what got me into horror movies. This is like the window that I that I kind of opened, and uh, I remember it was it was gotta have been opening night. My buddy and his family were going to see Jurassic Park in at the movies, and it was de it was in it was at uh, well what is now Regal Cinema Ten down there, kind of by the mall. That old movie theater that's now a $3 movie theater next to Barnes & Noble. Oh, Vancouver Plaza 10. I'm sorry, Vancouver so, Plaza yeah. 10. Yeah, and so we went there when that was a, a new facility. And uh, and Jurassic Park blew my mind, like, in every way. Like, first of all, it looked real. Like, And to this day, I go back and watch that, and I'm like, damn, that looks fucking real. Like, those dinosaurs were, as far as I was concerned real and there are very real horror elements within that movie mm -hmm. the whole way through and and it just it, it it i remember just being enthralled just completely it was like an out-of-body experience it was like i was there through the whole thing and 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 it was just such a great time and and i thinking back and and writing for this uh for this pod i was thinking 
you know, that's that's really where, where this whole thing started, I think. Of course, there was a bunch of like little cartoons and stuff that were just strange in the 80s. You know, that mm, there'd be like, there'd just be like these anonymous cartoons that you would find at the movie rental store that were like, you know what I'm talking about? Like Secret of Nim? Or is that what you're talking kind about? of Secret of Nim. Like there was this one called uh, Unico the Unicorn. Oh, yeah, you showed that to me. Oh, man, it just blew me away, and it was creepy, and it was interesting, and it was Japanese, and there was just these kinds of things that people would show to kids in the 80s and 90s, <laughs> and it was like like somebody looked at it and went, this is a cartoon, this is for kids, and then they showed it to the kid, and it was just very clearly like trippy and not for kids, and if it was for kids, it was for much older kids. <clears throat> Yeah, I feel like the late 80s, early 90s were the golden era of slightly inappropriate children's movies. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It was it was right as they're, like, towing the line about... I mean, PG-13 was just barely invented. Yeah, it was, it was when they were learning how to entertain, how to simultaneously entertain two totally opposing audiences, which is... Kids and adults, right? Mm -hmm. Adults don't want to be at the movie theater, but they gotta. And so they might as well be entertained too. And Jim Henson did this a lot, right? It was like with the Muppets, like with Labyrinth and the Dark Crystal. These were fantastical enough and tongue-in-cheek enough that the adults would have a good time. And it was puppets. So mm -hmm. the kids were just de facto right. going to have a good time. Yeah. And... And Jim and, yeah, Jim Hansen, Jim Hansen, Jim Hansen was definitely creating or pushing puppetry into the art form that he envisioned it to be. Yeah. And so real, those movies truly were for adults, but just the attachment to Muppets, you know? Oh, yeah. And, and TV and, and Sesame Street. And it's like, oh, yeah, the kids will love it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah jim henson was a big was a big deal for me like yeah. i really really had a fantastic like to this day labyrinth is just one of my favorite movies of all time and uh and dark crystal still kind of creeps me out with the skexies those vulture you remember those oh Oh, dude! No, I don't. They but... are the ultimate. They're the exactly what I'm talking about right now. Well, the the premise that we built this thing uh -huh. that's totally inappropriate for little kids, mm -hmm. but gets shown to them anyway. Yeah. Ooh, the bad guys in the Dark Crystal are horrifying, and I loved it, and kind of hated it at the same time. What what kind of stuff? Well, did that for you. Oh, I mean, you want my full background or the kind of just comparable movies? Just that, comparable kind of thing. Um, yeah, for me, what I remember being very impactful as a kid was the It movie, Ooh. the TV series. Wow, you watched that? How old were you? I mean, I don't think I watched the full thing, but I saw a lot of it. Like, it was... <laughs> I think my brother was into Stephen King... At the time, he was he was much more into horror movies. How much older at the time was he? My brother is six years older than me. Okay, but yeah, that it movie. Just even seeing little clips and and uh, you know even just the trailers for it because it ran on like ABC. Yeah, and they they really pushed that thing. Yeah, and so even just seeing, you know, it was an actual clown, just looked like a normal clown, and then 
and then it gets super menacing with fangs and doing yeah. evil stuff. It was super effective as a kid. And uh, that would always stick in my mind and, and just be really drawn to that feeling of like, ooh, this is foreboding. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And this is something that I, it's just that, that line of, this is on TV, so it's not that bad, but it's late night. So maybe I can maybe finagle I can see my it. way into this. Yeah. 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 You know, actually, that brings up a good point and one that I had written down too, which is commercials uh, and, or I should say, trailers or commercials for horror movies right and again this is 80s and 90s and particularly the early 90s and late 80s and um and this is a time when it was okay to you know have cigarette commercials and you know beer commercials and that kind of stuff right um with people drink actively drinking Mm -hmm. on tv and that kind of stuff Mm -hmm. and uh and same thing with horror movie commercials like like i like now granted i don't i don't watch tv anymore because i don't have cable but but when i did which wasn't so long ago i don't remember seeing any commercials for horror movies at all like it just wouldn't be allowed on tv really yeah i don't i don't remember seeing many advertisements on tv but there was a very unique experience of going to the video store Mm -hmm. and seeing those vhs covers of horror movies i did a a thread in in um on the horror subreddit Mm mm-hmm of just asking what what VHS covers yeah. uh, scared you as a kid or or like left an imprint on you as a kid. And that was a great thread because everyone has one. Everyone like just has just the cover that disturbed them people, as a little kid. And in that thread, a lot, I think the majority of the people in that thread agreed with you on your choice. Yeah, <laughs> yeah there, there are some very, very top front runners. Uh, Dead Alive was one of them. Yeah, the one um, where the, the the tiny skull is trying to work its way out of the the screaming woman's mouth. Yeah. Yeah. And her hands are on her mouth. Yeah, right and now. she's like pulling her mouth open to let the um, skull out. But mine, <laughs> mine, I think, takes the cake. Ghoulies. Oh, yeah, And man. Ghoulies too, which yeah. is just has like a little ugly gremlin looking thing crawling out of a toilet. It's the... <laughs> and to a young elementary school aged kid that's just barely learned how to use the potty that is very impactful on your opinion of the toilet and your actions <laughs> post flush like I would, I would i would flush the toilet and i mean no i i do my business and then i'd wash my hands keeping an eye on the toilet it's like <laughs> because of the ghoulies cover that that better still just be turds in there and then and then i would open the door like I like that lean. you remember. I like that you remember the entire process. Yes. And I would like I had it worked out to a stand science. as far away from the toilet as possible, lean to flush it, and then book it, bolt out of the out of the bathroom, and turn off the lights as you know my head is out the door, it's like reaching back to turn off the light because I didn't want I didn't want a ghoulie to come out and eat my ass. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean. Nowadays, that's considered enjoyable. <laughs> when a but ghoulie, at the time, n- now the ghoulie would look at your ass, and that's the real horror movie. <laughs> Go on, be like, Jesus Christ, please, God, no! I we could do a ghoulie. I'm a ghoulie, but I have my limits. <laughs> we could do we could do a, a a like a prequel to Ghoulies, and it's just how Ghoulies became, <laughs> and it's just looking at 
old old Bryce's butthole, <laughs> being like, "No!" So I would run out of the bathroom and make sure that I turned off the light after I was out. It's like reaching back because I did. I was scared of that because it's it's that scary noise when you're a kid when you're really little, yeah. just barely learning to, yeah. I mean, you're potty trained, but you're actually on your own now. And your mom's not wiping your butt. Like all of a sudden, like it starts getting scarier I think I'm alone to be alone now. and hear that scary flush sound. There doesn't seem think to that there's be any ghoulies around. So whenever I flush the toilet, I would think that's the ghoulie growling at me and it would, you know, yeah. Scare me. It's interesting other, other... that the it's interesting that the toilet flush is what was the scariest part yes. to you because yeah. that's sweet release to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, that, that's also the other part. It's a scary sound, but there's was comfort taken in that you know water's going down, so it's it's harder for the ghoulie to come through the pipes. Right. If anything, at that moment, this is the least likely point when the ghoulie is going to be. He's going to have to fight the turd. Well, the... that's like my my one chance to to run to safety. <laughs> I love I love the kid logic. The kid logic is always brilliant. Oh man. Um some other some other I was I had kind of a similar background to David of being pretty sheltered. I grew up Mormon and my my parents were a little more liberal in in like letting us see R-rated movies and stuff. That was pretty I mean, I had a lot of friends in the church that you do not see R-rated movies ever, right? Even, even as an adult, like you just don't, right? I, you my, don't ever see that. My my more my friends who were Mormon uh, growing up as a kid, yeah, same thing. It was like, whoa, hey, whoa, this is is this rated PG? No, this is rated PG thirteen. Oh, I can't, I can't hang, dog. Yeah. So I mean, stuff like that, and but I, yeah, my my parents allowed it a little more. It's one of those weird double standards of of uh, just as long as it doesn't have sex in it. <laughs> it's all right because i mean it was just murder it's i mean it's a movie yeah but i mean if there's sex those people might be enjoying it and right. that's pornography right exactly and yeah everyone knows no one enjoys sex on film <laughs> um so yeah that that was my background the other the other stuff that was like highly formative to me was were mostly tv shows i realized thinking back i didn't see a lot of horror movies when i was a kid I started going seeing a lot of stuff when I was a teenager or like a preteen with my friends, but probably the most influential stuff on my taste were Sightings, the TV show. <laughs> that, wow. That ran on Friday nights, and I remember we'd we'd have sleepovers and make it a point to watch Sightings at the sleepovers. And then I was pissed off that they were canceling Sightings or it was getting replaced by some lame lame ass show that was like a procedural and it was the x-files oh. and then that was like the next one yeah baby. But like yeah i would go and watch the x-files i ate that up dude the I, x-files scared me so badly i could not hang with the x-files for a lot of for you're you're like a year or two older than me yeah and uh and i i didn't get into the x-files until that episode where um they're 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 there's that thing living in the sewage of the oh, yeah. ship. That's pretty early on. That's like yes. first season. I think it's first season or second season. But I saw that and it, I, shit. <laughs> like, I was like, <laughs> That's your ghoulies. <laughs> no. I was like, no. Something lives where poop is? That that was so alarming to me. Like, and, and not only that, it's like this, like, lamprey person. Like, had, like, sucking you know, face. You know what? Hmm. 
I might have to look this up. Oh, and the woods one? But that lamprey... I have to double check this. We'll, we'll double check this in a second. That lamprey was played by one of the um, later, like, really, really good writers of the X-Files. Wow. And I think it might be... Shit, I just blanked on his name. The writer of Breaking Bad. Wow. I got Wow. I gotta uh, double check that. While you look that up, while you look that up, uh, yeah, the, more more on kind of what got me into horror movies. I remember as a kid, um, like I would wake up so early in the morning, and um, and we had like we had some sort of subscription service like HBO or Stars or Cinemax or something like that, or or it was on like a trial. We had like satellite, like when the satellite dishes were huge, you know. And, um, and so in the early morning I could, I, like I'd wake up and, you know, I'd go hop on the TV and see what was on. And in the early morning, like we're talking like four, like there was strange shit on TV. It was always weird and like X rated and stuff. And like, I didn't know this. I just kind of like, it wasn't my intent. It was just, I was awake and I caught one movie called Frankenhooker. That messed me up. Like, I remember seeing this part of Frankenhooker where this dude has sex with this Frankenstein hooker that he made. And then she pulls this dude's head off. And, like, it was, it's like this campy B movie that's intended to be funny and shocking. But to a little kid, like, it was so. It, it, warped my mind i remember like i still remember the shock and disgust in my tiny kid brain just trying to process like what is sex whoa she's got like boobs what's happening like like she took his head off ah like it was just too much for my little brain and i shouldn't have seen that um so i did i looked it up i was wrong it's not vince gilligan vince gilligan is the is the head writer of breaking bad and um better call saul um but it's the other great writer on X-Files, which was Darren Morgan. Oh, damn. Darren Morgan. And I think he was also probably a writer on Better Call Saul at some point. I, I wouldn't be surprised. But Darren Morgan, if you're going to go see old X-Files episodes, just look which ones he wrote. Because they're always the best. They're they're just always great. Yeah. And he was the guy that played the fluke man the in that episode. The fluke man, that's right. Um, I guess I didn't describe what sightings if you didn't grow up in the early 90s you might not know what that show is but sightings was like a paranormal um show that would they would cover like ufo stuff and ghost stuff haunting stuff and just weird occurrences and it was kind of like a a news magazine it's like a variety thing it's like a dateline yeah Yeah. nbc but just for spoopy but for bigfoot and um so that was that was a main show that I watched. And then, of course, along that same vein is Unsolved Mysteries. Oh, baby. Which is great. Yeah. And they would dip into paranormal stuff every, every once, once in a while. while. Yeah. That, and you'd great. be like, oh, baby, look at that. Whoa, 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 whoa. You're yeah. talking about aliens right now? And they have it on Netflix now. So, if, yeah, go back and watch some old Unsolved Mysteries. They're still oh, great. Man. Yeah. You know, they're still super campy now. And you're like, wow, these are just – there's something about 90s reenactments – Oh yeah, they're just so like uh, horrible and good. It's just heartwarming how 
how earnest they are. Yeah. And uh, anyway, so that and then I talked about scary VHS covers. And then in my teenage years or like preteens, uh, me and my friends were huge movie guys. And we would go to um, originally L.A. video and then sued and bought out by Hollywood video. Sued? Oh, okay. yeah, sued. Yeah, because they had like a too similar of a logo. Oh, thank. <laughs> yeah, you can't own the Hollywood sign, man. Yeah, so they, so it became Hollywood. But anyways, what we would do is we'd Unless go you actually own the Hollywood sign. We would go and we'd rent one movie we actually wanted to see, like a Jurassic Park or just the Yee. the blockbuster new release, and then we'd also get just the worst movie that we could find yeah. of just something that looked ridiculous. And those usually ended up being straight to video, uh, productions by full moon. Yeah. So the guys that made puppet master, puppet master even yeah. though we never saw those, we saw like Jack Frost saw the bad versions of puppet master. And we saw, um, I mean the, the only two that pop into my mind every time I think about it, just cause they're so terrible was totem which is like hard to find mention on the internet at all. And then the horrible Dr. Bones, the horrible doctor. And we would, we would sit and just watch them and make fun of them. And it was so fun. And then eventually we'd just stop getting blockbuster stuff. We'd, we'd just get two terrible movies and make fun of them. Cause that's like one of the most enjoyable things. So that's like my introduction to horror and actually watching stuff myself. It's, we saw a lot of zombie movies and, and, uh, kind of, Stuff like that, um, Exorcist, um, Blair Witch was big. Yeah, when we were when we were teenagers, I remember the the reason that I enjoyed horror or things that scared me was because um, I, I like I had a very active imagination. Number one, but number two, I was bored all the time. Like I just remember just always feeling like there wasn't enough going on, like. There should like there should be more fantastic shit in the world. Yeah, and uh, and so I tended to I just started gravitating towards things that made me feel like there was more out there. So it ended up being like sci-fi and fantasy novels and movies, um, like stories and that kind of stuff, and then horror and then metal music. So everything that made that was really extreme and and just too much. Like, I was like, okay, good. There's things that exist that aren't boring. (laughs) Distinctly not boring. Let's go into, like, kind of our tastemakers. Like, what what do you... Well... What's your definition of what defines your taste? Okay, but quickly, I would like to ask our audience, um, I'd be interested to know, um, what got you into horror? Like, I'm sure that everyone has one of these stories. Like, that uh, there's a lead into it. And then, or, or maybe it's just a single movie. So if, you know, if you guys have an interesting story to share, I want to hear it posted on either on the blog or on to give it, send it to us on social media. Um, (laughs) Sounds like a fucking blast, bro. (laughs) Uh, So what did you want to get into? Like what, what, uh, uh, tastes. Yeah. Cause we're going to give our, our top five. Yeah, you know, that's, that's going to be that's the, end of the lead, episode. That's what we're leading up to. Yeah. So I think it'd be good to kind of explain our taste and why it informs it. Because I realized as I was kind of outlining the the movies that I really like, they fell into several categories right. of horror movies. Uh huh. And the top five, like some of them, touch on all of them. 
Yeah. At the same time. Yep. So, uh, so for me, the types of movies, and and I'll talk a, a little bit about the stuff that just doesn't do it for me. Yeah. Um, that I can appreciate, but doesn't doesn't really float my boat. Um, the the stuff that I really gravitate towards is first like family based horror movies that are surrounding around a family or a or a parent child interaction. For some reason, that's just really resonant for me. So movies like Paranormal, paranormal Activity, uh, stuff that happens in the home, uh, The Babadook, uh, Sixth Sense, Poltergeist, um, and most recently, House on the sorry the haunting, the haunting of, of hill house, hill house yeah. on netflix i just finished that and that was fantastic yeah yeah that's a really good family one that's a, that's an extremely family oriented right yeah and then the um another subgenre that i really gravitate towards is like the religious themed or devil based stuff that's a big one for me too so both you know, of those actually yeah not you know what actually the family stuff doesn't work for me specifically i for me, the part of the family thing that works is the place. The, right. When it revolves around a place. Mm. One place. We're not right. all over the place. Um, when it revolves around a single place, there's something that tends to work for me about that. You know, Yeah, I think with me, it's the the relationships in the family like fill out the believability of it. Yeah. And like the character development and seeing a very, very relatable relationship devolve or evolve throughout the You're, the movie. Yeah, absolutely. I, I I take it back. Like that part of it definitely right. is is integral. Right. Integral. Um integral. so religious stuff, Exorcist, The Witch, Rosemary's Baby, The Omen, yeah. like all that stuff. All yeah. they eat that all up all day. Another kind of sub genre, not really a sub genre, but a type of movie I like are slow burns. Oh man, you know, the slow burn that, is my jam. Dude. Yeah, so you know, the witch is another example of that. Let the right one in. I really liked. Yeah, um, get out is. A, I mean, that's the movies that are surrounded around something's wrong, but we don't know what it is quite yet. Which right. explain which describes most horror movies, but I mean, the ones that are really psychological and really build up the dread over time. Um. And then on the other side of the spectrum, I like the over-the-top tastelessness movies. Like, this is this is the one where I'll definitely um, uh, veer away from David's taste because he doesn't like torture porn stuff. Yeah. And I don't necessarily like it either. But there's a certain sweet spot of having just tasteless goriness. Obscene. Or just the obscenity. Obscene or just ridiculous... Um, gore that i i start giggling about i just (laughs) i just think it's funny and uh i just get a lot of enjoyment about like wow they really went there that is really impressive and you know it's not something you see every day so examples of that uh hostile was was one of those haven't seen it um human centipede is probably the best example of this of just it's like if someone took a 50s B movie and then just turned it into the most obscene torture porn horror movie. Ugh. It's that. I mean, my the most enjoyment I get out of it is the doctor in it. 
just just his interaction and his like description of what he's going to do to them is gold because you're sitting there and you don't know what's really going to go on and i went in like kind of sight unseen i didn't know really know what it was about and you could guess though i mean yeah i mean <laughs> well no because like it had did you see this in theaters no i saw it on on netflix or something okay um it was on Netflix, but for yeah, a long the time the the poster of, the, of it was just you know kind yeah. of someone against like a bathroom fogged glass with, or something like that with a set of extra arms or two. Yeah, so you're assuming like okay, it's a monster movie, you right. know? That's what I assumed it was—a crazy scientist built a monster. What I was not <gasps> expecting was literally just sewing people's faces to other people's anuses in a row which is the most fucking ridiculous concept and most tasteless thing that. I, no pun intended, ate it up so, I, so much. I love that stuff. Um, another example of that is like Hellraiser of just just over the top. Like this is disturbing imagery. They they're just going way far beyond on the visceralness of it. Um, I have seen Hellraiser. I don't watch those things normally. Uh, I I agree with you. I enjoy Hellraiser, not specifically because of that. Uh, but definitely, definitely doesn't hurt. Right. Um, I, I'm, I, I don't shy away from, from violence. Obviously I love horror movies. Uh, I don't like it. I don't like the, the insane, the, 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 the totally, the unnecessary sickeningness of pooping into someone's mouth and then them pooping into someone else's mouth. I don't know. Call me crazy. Call me crazy. I just don't. Something about that doesn't work for me. (laughs) Did you see the the outtakes for the South Park episode that they did on? I didn't see the outtakes. I did see the South Park episode. Oh, my gosh. I might have to play that just because it's so fucking hilarious. That would be funny. Um, Yeah. Human uh, Sentai Pad. Yeah. Human Sentai Pad. It's uh. Trey Parker, I can't never tell which which one is which. It was one of them that was doing the the Asian voice, mm-hmm. and he's reading the lines of him deciding whether he should eat like the bowl of rice or the, don't uh, eat it or the uh, you know squid pesto or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> and he's just cracking up. He yeah. can't handle it. He's just like. <laughs> Oh no! Oh, I feel no. really bad. <laughs> oh my god! I'll, I'll play that for you after. Okay. We don't want to get hit by copyright or anything. Finally, the the last one, and this is kind of a weird one: genre commentaries that are comedies. So basically, horror comedy. Yeah, horror comedies that just basically play on genre tropes. Oh yeah, and so. That, the the biggest ones for me, and they're they're most recent, um, is Cabin in the Woods. Oh, it's a it's an instant classic that movie. And Dale and Tucker versus Evil, great one, it's huge. Too. But for some reason, I'm not a huge fan of Shaun of the Dead. Oh man, I, like, Shaun of the Dead is. Yeah, it's it's. The, I think it got hyped up for me oh. so much that it's like, oh, this is the funniest, you know, horror movie ever, and, and I just not. watch it, and it's like it's charming. Yeah, it's, it's like very British. Yes, that's that's what it is for me. That's what I like about it, and right. and I can watch it over and over again, and and have a pint. <laughs> yeah, the t- 
to wrap up my taste stuff, I just got to cover the stuff that I don't really like or doesn't do it for me. Yeah. Because I know on my list of five, people are going to be like, wait a minute, you don't have this one in it? And it's because just my taste does not really include uh, zombies. I've seen a billion zombie movies, and it just doesn't do that much for me. Yeah. Just like, yeah, I, I get it. I love zombie movies. I've seen I've seen so many zombie movies that I, that I had to resort to watching, like, nameless zombie movies. Right. Like, that... that that were horrible and just and maybe saw three or four theaters that being said no zombie movies made my list right um slashers most slashers i didn't really care for or just really get into the genre um most like what that would be considered 80s classics just don't really do it for me um the thing is not on my list (gasps) it's just like meh it's oh no. I mean, I get the practical effects; it's cool, but it's like eh, it doesn't really. Wow, the '80s special effects. <coughs> it's not as viscerally entertaining to me as other stuff. And then finally, um, the movies that I know are good and can appreciate, but just kind of bore me. Some of the classics, um, like The Shining, is not on my list. Yeah. Just like I really appreciate it, but I just I'm not a huge fan of Kubrick. Well, just because it's so slow. I love I love Kubrick, and it feels so artificial. Here's like, what I'll say about about things like The Shining. The, the, it it's it's it has a harder time on these lists because it 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 has the title classic. Right. It's called a classic, so you can just kind of go. Yeah, it's already a class. I mean, it's a given, right? It doesn't need to make it onto my list. But yeah, right. that being said, The Shining is like top tier, top tier. Didn't make it on my right. list. But yeah, there's there's movies that like I can appreciate, but are just too slow that they bore me, and I know I'm never going to watch them again. Right? Like It Follows, it's a great movie. I loved it, but I'm never going to watch it again because it was just it's like you get it, you get it the first time. Oh man, yeah. I love It Follows. I could watch that movie over and over again. It does such a good job. So, anyways, that's my definition. Your that's what your taste in horror. Oh yeah. Are. The other the other thing is um what I don't classify as horror in my mind even though they some people would probably consider them. So a lot of sci-fi horror I just think of as sci-fi. Yeah. So I don't really like I Alien or Aliens isn't on, on my list just What the fuck is the matter with you? It's cuz it's not a horror movie. It's like, a f- it's one of my favorite movies, but it's not one of my favorite horror movies because I just I don't know. I'm just a snob about that. I want to separate that out into science fiction. Wow. Um, like drama stuff, Silence of the Lambs, Black Swan. Yeah. And then the final one that like I really liked, but I'm not going to include on this list is Interview with a Vampire. It's like <laughs> yeah, technically a horror movie, but that's... it's like who's gonna who's gonna list that on a horror list? Yeah, that's such a such a tertiary horror movie yeah. it's like <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah okay yeah a movie with brad pitt tom cruise kirsten dunst and who else um christian slater christian slater yeah that's a horror movie I and antonio so. bender oh, i i literally antonio just watched Bendettis. it like last week wow and so i'm like up on it wow man it's just one of those where i'm like yeah i can go back to that movie it's a it's a great movie i still like it yeah it's a good movie it's just not I mean, I don't think it's getting on any horror list. Yeah. Yeah, my taste, um, you, you touched on a lot of my tastes, and some distinctly not my taste. Like, 
first and foremost, my thing is tension. I want, I want it to ramp up. I want suspense and tension, and I want to, I want to feel always uneasy. Like I, I, it's it's the best part for me. And and if you can't do it and do it well and hold it for a long time, I don't get as much out of the movie. I like the building dread. Things that work against that for me are is often showing the monster as mm-hmm. a result. If you, if you show me a monster, there are most situations where that works against your movie. Now, there are exceptions to that that prove the rule, uh, which are monsters that are able to build tension because they are unknowable or ever-changing or not visible, mm-hmm. right? So paranormal activity, you can't see it, mm-hmm. but it is definitely there, and it is definitely a monster, and that movie builds tension so yeah. well. Yeah. So if you if you want me to be a fan of your movie, if you're going to have a monster or a bad bad guy, he better be like goddamn believable from or very alarming. You know, like Alien works. Because it's so strange and so foreign looking and could be anywhere in this environment that looks just like it mm-hmm. by coincidence. And and it's goopy and weird and just it's so alien, mm-hmm. right? It, that it just works. So, yeah, I, I don't like seeing the monster. Yeah, slashers um, build and release tension too fast for me. That's that's my problem with slashers. That's why I don't like them because they do yeah, build it. You literally know it's coming. Yeah, you every time. You Even know if it's you coming. don't see them, like you know, some teens are going to get killed. Yeah, and it's like. a it's a build up and then release and mm-hmm. then a build up and then a release and that that doesn't work for me. Right. Because you know it's gonna you know it's gonna be okay after this scene. Yeah. The the other I don't know if you, you do you didn't like the Babadook, but one of the things that's an example of is. The monster that you see, but it's just it just sits there and it's so disturbing that you yeah. know something's coming up. It's like the Simpson quote, like, "Oh, that <laughs> well, little that guy's little just guy standing the there. Back. You know, when he does something, it's gonna be great." And yeah, and then he so it. you know that when this monster's gonna actually make its move, it's gonna be fucked up. Yeah, but yeah, you know, no, that's it's, a good it's disturbing. Point. Disturbing just looking at it. Yeah, the Babadook didn't didn't suffer because of the monster. If I recall, it was so long ago that I yeah. saw it. It didn't suffer because of the monster so much as it just was a long grind of a yeah. movie for me. Yeah, and I just I just lost it. If it had ended a half hour earlier, I'd have been like, yeah, all right. But uh, but it didn't. And then it didn't help that everybody like that I saw it went, oh my god, this is long. And then <laughs> and then had to hear everybody be like, oh my god. And I'm like, ugh. And then I have to explain it over and over again that, no, it was too long. I didn't like it because, it, yeah, it worked. But And then I just built up this hatred of the movie because I had to, because it's just out of spite. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, seeing horror movies is also highly situational. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, if you don't see it at the right time of day, if you're not in the right mood or you're not paying attention, or you're just like, oh, let's get on with it. Like, you don't get sucked in. Yeah. You know? Yep. And that is critical. Yeah. So I really do like psychological horror a lot. I really like things that that mess with mess with my head that that could happen. Hereditary is just a monster of this. Like just just 
just getting you like really investing you into into what's happening and then just turning the knife within mm-hmm. within your head and like also supernatural horror religious supernatural like uh, you know exorcism or or uh possession really works really well mm-hmm. i don't know i mean there's tons of it i don't know why there isn't more yeah i think come i think we both came up with from a pretty religious background yeah right yeah. so i mean I, that's a that's a big part of it is that that mythology that's wrapped up in that and like the the symbolism yeah of the devil and good and evil yeah. is very very deeply ingrained and so it's super effective when you when you when i watch those movies yeah absolutely absolutely and there's some i mean because in a certain way um, that's literally how that's uh, my worldview is is informed by some of those concepts you know yeah and and just and, and and you know you can read into this as however much you want but this is uh, just just be honest with me here who's more interesting the good guy or the bad guy <laughs> The bad guy. Always. The bad guy is always more interesting, especially in religious stuff. <laughs> especially in religious stuff. It's and and you know, my mom would be like, "Oh no," to hear me say that. But if she's being honest, she would answer the same way. Yeah, because man. the bad guy is so interesting and and so mysterious. Like, and that's what I want to know about. I want to know about all that. It's the. It is the the. The fruit from the tree of of knowledge, you know. Right. It's like, yeah, I, I mean, want to know what that's. Like. There's a reason why in uh, Paradise Lost. Do you ever read any of Paradise Lost? Uh, uh, Milton. Wait, Milton. I. Th- it, that's not the Seven Circles of Hell. No, that's Dante. That's, that's Dante's Inferno. Inferno. But oh. yeah, Paradise Lost is basically a retelling of the Garden of Eden story, <laughs> and the main character, at least as far as I got into it, I didn't read all of it, but the the main character is Satan. And it's super compelling Satan as a character. Right. Like, I always love portrayals of of the devil because it's just the most... I mean, on the flip side, there's God or Jesus, which are just perfect. Vanilla, man. So vanilla. Like, like boring as shit. What What is interesting about perfect? There's nothing. But nothing. there's something interesting about a guy that was cast out of heaven Who because... Who was in he, heaven. And was like, this fucking blows. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I want the bad boy, man. And then he just wants to fuck up shit now. Right. (laughs) That's that's endlessly interesting for a variety of reasons. It's like, that's that's psychology at its core. It's like, why? Everything's perfect. Nah, I can't have it. Yeah. It's like, oh. Yeah. I highly recommend Paradise Lost to myself to finish it because it was really good as far as I read. So as you're listening to this, Bryce, read Paradise Lost. Okay. So, um, yeah, really enjoy psychological and supernatural horror. Really like sci-fi. The the thing that sci-fi horror has going against it is there is not enough of it, and it's hard to do well. Yeah. It's really hard to do well. It's easy to crank out, but there's not a lot of it. Um, I don't know. I feel like there is a lot of it, though. They're just They're just not great, so you don't think about them yeah like i think about just uh in my mind like movies like splice i never saw splice yeah that movie exists and then i'm like oh wait no i did see splice there's tons of movies like that where it's a 
it's yeah. basically sci-fi yeah. horror, but no yeah. one cares about it because it's not that great. Well, it's not, though. It's it's sci-fi horror in the way that the thing is sci-fi horror. Yeah, it's a strange monster that came from an outer space place, but it's, it's in Antarctica. It's on Earth. It's, right. There's nothing sci-fi about it. I mean, other than the origins of this thing and the spaceship. Right. Which, saying that out loud, makes me yeah. kind of qu- question. Mm-hmm. But, nevertheless, if you watch the movie... A very small portion of right. it is "quote unquote" sci-fi, right? Um, you know, Alien is obviously the the go the gold standard sci-fi horror movie. Um, yeah, uh, so yeah, that's kind of what informs my taste. I don't want to see the monster often, and uh, and when I do, it it breaks it a little bit for me. So, with that being said, let's get into our top five. I say we go. You do one, then I do one, then you do one. Okay. And and mine, I can't, I couldn't get mine in any particular yeah, order. Yeah, mine aren't in an order. Okay, good. <clears throat> um, sorry about my throat. I uh, I've dislodged something, and now I I have to clear my throat constantly. I apologize. Let's go with the ones we agree agree on. Let me let me just look at yours real quick. You've got. Don't read them all out loud. I'm not. Because there was. I think there's one that we had the same. There's got to be two that we have the same. I'm I'm certain that we have two the same. Here. You know what? No, we have one. What? Yeah. Oh, now I'm very interested. What is the one that we have in common? It's got to be hereditary. It's hereditary. Yeah, hereditary. And we have a whole episode on it. So, I mean... It'll be coming out. We don't have to talk too much about it, but it is... And even trying to combat recency bias of just it's the most recent thing i've seen i know i feel so i feel i always feel so guilty talking about hereditary because it's so recent but it, it, it i will talk about this movie until i die this yeah. is the best horror movie yeah i tried i tried to pick the ones that were most impactful on me and i think about just over time when i think about horror movies i think of these movies yeah and hereditary will be one of those definitely yeah and even though i really loved get out i really loved like you know a quiet place quiet place yeah. like they just don't hold a candle they're i know that putting them on this list would be totally because they're because they're recent. ones that i saw yeah, this year absolutely but hereditary is definitely one of the highest quality horror movies i've ever seen yeah and will stay with me and i, I think about you know not super often but I think about that movie all the time. Ever since I've seen it. Oh, yeah. I think about that movie so frequently. It was so disturbing and so believable and so well executed and so well acted. And I mean, really, just just a just a tour to just a force of a movie. And. And, you know, I recommended it so strongly to so many people. And one of them was my friend Mark. And uh, and he's like, he's kind of a, a little bit of a shrinking violet to horror. Like, he's mm-hmm. like, he would rather listen to this show than, uh, than watch a horror movie. And I was like, Mark, listen, before the Hereditary episode comes out, you got to watch it. He's like, I don't know. He ended up watching it. And he was like, this is not for me. This is not for me. <laughs> Bad bad touch like i don't want this i don't i don't want this in my life or in my mind and i'm like i get that it's intense yeah it is really over overly stimulating (laughs) yeah and i mean think about talking talking about 
the subgenres that I like. It, this touches on several of them. Right. Family based, Let's slow ta- burn. Yeah. Devil. Oh, like man. there's, it just ticks so many of my my boxes that I'm like, oh, this is so great. And even you can even argue for tastelessness, psychological just like towards, towards the towards the end. Oh man, just when it gets going, Every- like there's definitely some extremely graphic stuff that goes on yeah that you're just like holy shit this is insanity <laughs> this is just insanity yeah yeah and it it ramps into this f- fervored pitch like into just just a fever fever pitch. yeah fever pitch uh and yeah great movie we both agree I, i'd say that's my uh, if it's not my number it is my number one i think right. like of of these i can't really name the number two three four or five but i can definitely name the number one yeah and it's not because of recent bias recently released bias it is like i've i've just thought about it too much to to say anything else yeah and it was highly influential on our decision to even start this podcast yeah it was it it, it motivated us to action because we talked about it so much yeah it was the seed for this this podcast for sure um okay you go so okay i'll go now um alien is just a uh, fantastic movie. Such a classic. It, I, it, when I watch it, it's, it's timeless the same way that Jurassic Park is timeless, which is in every way. Mm-hmm. It's a perfect story of total isolation in a fucking spaceship in the middle of nowhere with almost no music. It's just silent and completely alien and there's n- no one can hear you scream in outer space and the and and this and it's the perfect predator that you know yeah. that that winds up you know killing off these all these people on this ship yeah i mean it it's the best of example of so many genres yeah like it technically would be like a great slasher movie yeah it's cuz it's just this monster going around killing everyone and, and you know it's coming. Yeah. And it's a great monster movie. One of the best monster movies ever. It's one of the best sci-fi movies ever. One of the best horror movies if you classify it as horror. Yeah. Which, like, I'm just stubborn about. I just keep that compartmentalized well, I mean, into, you into recog- sci-fi. You recognize that it's horror. It's just yeah. it's just that it's not going to make your hard horror list. Yeah. Yeah. The thing about Alien is is so much of it was, I mean, it was so, this is, this is a movie that was, I think it came out in 79, I think. And it looks like it could have been released yesterday still. Yeah. It, Fantastic. All the practical effects, all, all, everything is just. Yeah. And, and not only that, the concepts are fucking wild. Yeah. This Okay, so you got this thing that lives that that's alive in stages like an insect, mm-hmm. and and then it plants its egg inside of you, and then it it burrows its way out of your chest like a bug coming out of another bug. It's <laughs> horrifying. Like it's so strange, and yeah. and and uh, yeah, it's just the con- concepts behind it. Everything works. Yeah. So Alien, and it's great sci-fi. Like, man. Yeah. I love. I really love Alien yeah. a lot. Um, what's what's uh, yours? All right, <laughs> here's the deepest cut, and this is this is my uh, hipster 
hipster choice for the list. Oh, baby. No one has seen this probably. But if you have, message me because we can have a, a you know, an internet high five or something. Um, the Haunted, which is a 1991 TV movie that I came across I, on like the sci-fi channel. I don't know what that is. So it's a just a haunted oh. house movie. I think you've explained this. To and me. it was I don't know why it sticks with me so good, but it was the first instance so good of seeing that type of family-based haunted house movie. And there were countless before and countless after, but this is the first one that I came across that really stuck with me that was like to me the best example of it. I mean, other examples would be Amityville um, or Poltergeist is in the same vein, but I saw this before I saw Poltergeist and it's, it's a, you can find it on YouTube. I'll put a link on, on the post, but it's a, this family, family of like five. And then they have their grandparents living in the duplex next to them. And it's just this new house that they move into and it slowly devolves into like just weird stuff happening. Oh, I got to see this super, super generic haunting, but it's done really well. And even the effects are super corny, but for, for some reason to me, really, really effective. Like when it shows the ghost, a ghost, it's like just this amorphous black shadow thing going through walls and stuff. Yeah. And, and then, like the the husband is fucked by a ghost, and Ghostbusters, and like doing stuff around, like, hey, you're calling for me? No, I wasn't. You know, yeah. And and like, just the family relationship devolving because they're in this haunted house. Yeah, it was. It's a great example of it. And yeah. for me, I I measure a lot of movies against it, and it's just some random TV movie that I came across. That was really I got to watch this. We got to watch this sometime because yeah. I'm th- this this piques my interest in a lot of different ways. Like th- I love haunted house stuff. <laughs> yeah. I I love it, especially when it's a contemporary modern day house. Right. So you can find it on YouTube. It's in like, you know, 3/4 aspect ratio. Oh, baby. Cuz it was just on a you know, on the TV television. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay, I don't think I don't think I have any um deep cut variety things uh i would say the next one is is a series because i i I just can't choose out of the paranormal activity series right it's they're all so good like and i remember do you remember the marketing for the first one it was a commercial of people watching a movie and being right. fucking horrified. I remember that. Yeah, it was just it was just a commercial of people watching Paranormal Activity right. and being nightmarishly horrified. And I was like, and Carrie and I had just started dating, and and uh, and I was like, Carrie, we got to go see this movie. And she's like, Hell yeah! And I was like, That's when I knew. <laughs> I was like, Yeah, because she was all in. She was all in. Didn't didn't care at all. Uh, she was. I mean, she cared very much. And. She, with what i wanted (laughs) and so that's how i knew but uh but man and then going to see this in theaters and and people were it was it was a great theater experience it was almost as good as um as uh um what's that quiet place and uh and they're 
all so good and they do it with so little and you don't see anything and it's just a big tension build yeah and uh, that is that is i didn't see it in the theater but even seeing it at home is oh yeah just like yeah i ate that up and it really affected me right with like you said so little just literally a rumbling sound oh just uh, the subtlest rumble we found a picture it's like jesus christ a picture and now i can't go into my attic (laughs) like i have to do things up there bryce (laughs) like yeah is that why you quit being an electrician Uh uh-huh yeah that was it Mm -hmm. um that in the economy uh because 2008 (laughs) yeah came right after that but yeah paranormal activity uh one and three stick out to me but uh, to be honest with you even even the ones that i don't like which are like ghost dimension because it's a little too long even those are good like i'll sit down and watch any of those and it's they're so easy to watch because it's like it is like watching something that you shot on a camera Mm -hmm. yourself it's just a home video you know and a lot of it is security camera footage of man even the the scenes where they're shooting the pool skimmer in the pool Uh i'm like your eyes are just looking for something and nothing's there but but it doesn't matter that nothing's there you're like what the fuck's going on because something alarming is going to happen yeah and it's yeah, that's a great example of the the video of nothing is setting up the expectation something's gonna happen. Like yeah. they're not just gonna they're not just gonna show a blank shot of this. And then they do and, and then you're they like, do it like oh. they do it like three times yeah. before they show you anything. And then it's daytime and, and, and it, everything's okay and it's yeah. like oh oh thank God. <laughs> oh it's daytime. Yeah. Yeah. Paranormal I I love those movies too. Yeah. Um so I'll I'll say I'll go into my found footage one, the original. Oh, to wow. me, Blair Witch Project. I went to see this for my birthday. Yeah, I saw it in theaters, and this is another one that was just a marketing genius move. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They because they marketed it, and I I had the benefit of it going in, which was I saw the marketing stuff, and I was a little dubious about. Yeah. Well, was that true because can't be real what they what they had there was a sci-fi special mm-hmm, that's right on the blair witch project yes. and they talked about how these researchers found these tapes these these found this found footage of these videotapes of these kids that were doing a project i remember seeing this and and they put it in like a really really straight-faced way of we're really presenting this as, yeah, we found this stuff and it's really compelling. And they, you know, it's so compelling that, that there's going to be a movie based on the right. footage of it. Right. And so, like, go see it. You know, I, I can't I can't remember how. I mean, I'm sure if I watched it now, it would be, like, laughably bad. But at the time, no one had done it before. Yeah, it's not laughably bad. And, it, it wasn't. and the advertisements of it were just played straight-faced of, like, yeah, we found these tapes. And they went into the woods, and they never came back. Yeah, but it, we found the footage that they did, and so you can you can watch along. It was the first. It was, to my recollection, it was the first time that for fake news. It was it, right. it was very effective fake right. news. It was just, and it was intended to be that way. So I went in really like halfway believing, like, well, this. This I'm not. I'm this not. This isn't real. Right? This isn't real. Right. But it it is real. Right. Like it to the point where I'd have to search if 
Well, I guess... And you couldn't really. You could a little bit. Yeah, you could a little bit at the time. But did they have credits at the end of it? I don't. I don't recall. I think. I think you'd have to like look up who the actors were on Google for for the yeah. movie or whatever. Or maybe they had credits or, or something. I can't remember. But um, yeah, that was the first super effective found footage movie, and spawned off everything that came after it, found footage wise. And, and I love it. And Paranormal I, Activity was probably the first one that cracked the code of doing it differently. That right. It wasn't just shaky cam. Right. And, like, shitty footage. It was... Steady like, cam. Steady. It was, you know, a security monitor cam, which is right. like, wow, we cracked it. But Blair Witch, and the other thing that was super effective about it for me was that, you know, I was in Boy Scouts. Oh, man. Going out camping in a tent. Oh, There's something about the realization of how vulnerable you are you just have like a thin sheet of uh-huh. nylon yeah. and if something something like was oh, cracking yeah. out in the woods and started shaking my tent i would shit my pants yeah. so thoroughly that it would rocket <laughs> me to back to my house you know <laughs> to <laughs> just, safety <laughs> that that's those scenes where it's just them in a tent and stuff is happening directly around them they're like who the hell is out there yeah like who's shaking the tent and then it's like that's all it is. They they made shaking a shaking tent scary. Like, oh, but that's the easiest thing to make scary. And frankly, I'm surprised that people don't don't do it because anybody who spends some time some time in a right. tent at night will go. Oh yeah, that's no, it's that's a direct invasion of my personal space, and there's no way I'm leaving this tent to find out what it is. Yeah. I'm trapped in paper. Yeah. <laughs> there's nothing to protect me from outside. Yeah. No, Blair Witch definitely. I, I mean, that's a historic moment for mm-hmm. horror. Right. Yeah, for And sure. one of the highest returns on investment ever. Second only to the Blair Witch. Or, I'm sorry, <laughs> second only to <laughs> Paranormal Activity. Yeah. Yeah, in terms of ratio. Right. Yeah. And maybe actual gross as well. Yeah, because Blair Witch, that was the other thing. It was It was more of an indie thing. Right. Like, it wasn't a wide release because they weren't sure how successful it was going to be. Right. It, and it didn't get the full push yeah. that it could have, that Paranormal Activity had. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yep. But, definitely, definitely a solid entry. Yeah. The Thing. Uh, the Thing, uh, John Carpenter's 1982 The Thing. Uh, because it's, it's perfect. It's, and it's, and it's got practical effects that are to die for like i would give anything for modern day movies to have practical effects like this and not being able to know what it is it could be your best friend it could it could be it could be a dog it could be it could be any of us right and that's that's truly horrifying and and the this iteration of it, the 1982 one, is is in my opinion, and I I think everybody's opinion, the best one, mm-hmm. and uh, and being and again the isolation really helps. It's centered around a place, and I'm not a big fan of the ending, but that being said, the rest of it is just so solid. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I just realized something. I think the reason why. I don't like the thing is that my opinion of Kurt Russell is so tainted by my initial exposure to him was the movie Overboard. 
I don't know what you're talking about. Overboard. Overboard is a movie that he did with Goldie Hawn. It was just remade with uh, Anna Ferris. If you want to remade, yeah. <laughs> you so, can't yeah. hold this against Kurt Russell. I know. I realize, like now that my my conception of what Kurt Russell is is a romantic comedy lead, and not a horror or action movie star. He's a man. Yeah, he is a man. And I'm just barely starting to get over it now. I watched Bone Tomahawk, and he was fantastic oh. in that. And Hateful Eight. I mean, he's so obviously. Good. You know, one of the greats. But for some reason, like 80s Kurt Russell, I still think of. That's fair. Yeah. Have something ruin something good for you. Yeah. yeah. Just yeah. It's just mind association. Yeah. The the speeding up of the practical effects, the things, the, the, the little veins that are shooting like goop or blood that are moving too fast uh, or yeah. the spider that grows the legs out of the head, the dude's head that like, oh man, all of that is just so alarming, visually alarming. It makes you, it's the kind of stuff that makes you pull your feet up, you know, when you're in a, sitting on the couch or something like that, which by the way, went back and, and watched arachnophobia <laughs> and it is, it's so effective because just because spiders, yeah, like it's just so effective because you're like, oh, 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 I don't want to. Oh, right. I don't want them to touch him. Yeah, I like, hate the spiders. Oh, I just don't want all those spiders to touch me. And oh, and now they're in the room for sure. Like they're in the room right. that I'm watching this in. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The. I, I think the other thing about the thing for me is that I watched it in a state of like research, or it, I missed the boat of like watching it. And letting it wash over me, it was it was to the point where like, okay, I haven't seen the thing, and everyone's told me to go watch it, which is just, it's just fatal for your enjoyment of movies sometimes. Do you recall when you saw it? Recently, like within like within the last five years. Wow! Wow! That's crazy. Um, Um, my next one, uh, mentioned it already, but the Human Centipede. No yes. way. Absolutely. That's incredible. I loved that movie. And that just represents like all the tasteless over the top movies. Um and it is so That's a placeholder title. It's it's standing in no, for man. all your garbage no, movies. No man, it doesn't. It's like it literally is one of those movies that opened up new avenues in my soul <laughs> for enjoyment. Mouth pooping. <laughs> it was. It's just so great. New it's avenue so, opened up. New avenue news in my soul for enjoyment, for enjoyment of horror movies. Wow. Yeah. I never have these words been There's, spoken by another human being about it's so, human centipede. So tasteless and played so straight. And it's like so over the top. It's not like it's clearly not straight, right? It's. It's played straight. It's played straight, but that's, right. That's what it, makes there's it. There's a hard wink on this, right? Uh, Is it? Yeah, I mean, like you got to watch it. You just have to. Ugh, I don't want to. Yeah. And it's <laughs> the character of the doctor is one of the un, most unintentionally hilarious characters I've ever witnessed on film. Does he have a? He has a German accent. Right? Yeah, yeah, of course. Just straight up. I don't know if they say he's a Nazi, but he's obviously like a Nazi. Yeah. 
doctor. Only a Nazi doctor would make a human scent iPad. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, man, that, that movie just does things for me. I haven't watched it like since I, since I watched it originally, I don't think, but have you seen the second one? No. Wow. Shocking. Yeah. And I've made it to your top five and you haven't seen the second. Yeah. What the fuck? I've, I've heard the second one was like, just, it was just tasteless. (laughs) It just went over the edge, which I mean, when you watch the first, I, I think it's understandable that if you watch the first one and you hear that the next one is like, I mean, where do you they go just from went, there? They went too far this time. Where do like, you go really? from there? I mean, I should I should watch it just to watch it. But um, <laughs> for if you want a, a good time, go read go read a <laughs> uh, Ebert's review of the Human Centipede, which you can to me I can read the underline or the between right. the lines that he right. actually really enjoyed it, but he. <laughs> I have to acknowledge that this is actually a bad movie. Yeah. He, like, it's one of the only movies that he gave uh, no rating to. Wow. He didn't give it, like, a thumbs up or a thumbs down. He just, he gave it no rating because it exists within the void, basically. What? <laughs> what does it's that a, even mean? It's a great, it's a great review. Maybe I'll post a link, post a link to his review of it. But it's it's one of Ebert's, like reviews where he's in rare form where he really brings it and it's really entertaining just to read his take on it anyways that's mine i got one more interesting i have um so the witch yeah i can't believe the witch didn't make your list the witch is so perfect in so many ways it blows me away like like this is another one. This is right. If it's if it's not if it's not hereditary, it's right next to it. Right. And uh, and again, this is not. You know, it it's came out recently. I, th- I believe it was twenty fifteen. Yeah. It's not recent bias. It, this is a just a legit fucking movie that kills. Yeah. It's it was it was hard to take it off, but the the place that took its place in Don't my mind say was, human centipede. was hereditary. <laughs> and then the, the last one that I have um, kind of fills in that spot. And I just, I liked hereditary more and I like the, the other one. More. Your, your list is interestingly totemic. Like it, like these, these are, I mean, you say they're not placeholders for the genre that they represent. Right. But it has that feel to it to me. But, of those, they are the best ones. Like I have well, to... sure of those. Oh, oh, wait. Yeah, yeah of no. the of the movies that they represent, they're right. the best one. Right. And I can of the ones that I don't include, I can I can feel okay not including them because I have these other ones in there. How can you put Human Centipede? And I haven't seen Human Centipede, so I mean, you know, this is coming from a place of not having seen it, but I'm sure that I'm. In an okay place to say, how dare you put the human centipede on your list and not put the witch. The witch, this is a, such a bare, bare bones, dread, like long game suspense, terror of being excommunicated from the community. Right. Of, oh, I'm getting chills just thinking about yeah. it. Like It's great. I mean, it's it's definitely... You're in the woods, the forest primeval... You you're be, you've been exiled from your community, and you're a religious zealot 
who only has God to protect him from the terror that lurks in the woods, and God isn't isn't as real as the devil. Right. And it's fucking horrifying. Yeah, and I think if this was a list of six, it would definitely be on it. Like it was it's right there. Okay, well I have I have a an honorary mention on mine, so you can have yours your honorary mention be honorary mention be the witch if you want. Because I mean, I've got uh, the whole list that I gave of my taste was my honorary mentions, basically. All yeah, of those oh, yeah, were, were right. on the list. So. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, the witch, um, fantastic. Yeah, just a, and just set a new bar for horror movies in yeah. the modern times. That was that was one where you're like, wow, people are really bringing their A game for yeah. horror movies now. That was a twenty four and. And then came, you know, Hereditary, obviously. I mean, that no, then came It Follows, then came Hereditary. And all of those just so, just, I mean, if you if you want to go watch, like, super solid horror, you get, get, get yourself into the same A24, mm-hmm. in my opinion. I mean, Blumhouse, obviously, as well. Uh, the Gift, I w- went back and watched, and that's great, with What's-His-Face um, from Arrested Development. Oh, wow. Uh... Jason Bateman. Yeah, Jason Bateman, who plays the same character every time, and I love it. <laughs> I'm cool with it. Same character he played in Teen Wolf, too. Right. <laughs> <laughs> wow, deep cut. Yeah, so uh, the, the Witch is my is my final entry. Yeah. What is what is yours? My final entry, and this might get groans from people listening, is The Exorcist. Like, I don't think that's groan-worthy. That's my number one. That's absolutely, like... That beats f- out Hereditary? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Because it's like the first time where I literally just felt dirty. Yeah. It felt just... This was this was more than just a movie, it felt like. This like did things yeah. to me and my worldview and my added to my dread to live. Exactly. The, 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 and this is, why, this is why possession stuff works. Because there is a large... Time tested religion yeah. <laughs> that believes in this shit. Yes. Okay. And then not only do they, not only do they believe in it, they sanction exorcisms. Right. And for a long time, people didn't even know about this. Right. People didn't know about it. And and then it comes out and 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 it rocks you to right. your core. Is if you're religious, and if and if you're not, right? Because it it. It basically puts a stamp on religion and goes, oh, yeah, check it out. This shit's real. You want proof? That girl, that girl, she didn't make the cross appear on herself. She was bound on the bed. And it happened on her forehead. She was bound when we got there. That kind of stuff. Yeah. And thinking about the, you know, when I mentioned my subgenres that I love, like this ticks all the boxes. Like family-based. It's religious. It's a slow burn. It's way over the top in tastelessness. I, out of all the horror movies I've seen, I don't. I still don't think anything tops a little little girl being possessed and masturbating with the cross. Like, yeah. Like, it's astounding to me that that isn't mentioned. It's so that's metal as fuck. Most horrifying <laughs> that people like just aren't comfortable talking about that when they right. talk about. It's the almost as, the, as if it didn't happen. Yeah, in the movie. and that's like the crux of the whole movie. It's like you can't you can't go worse than that. Right. Like that's that's so tasteless and so extreme because 
the little girl playing the little girl was a little girl. Right. Yeah. You know? And <laughs> yeah. It's like, holy shit. And, uh, yeah, and it, it's just so influential and the first, like, really great exorcism movie that, I mean, ever. <laughs> yeah. And uh, even with the outdated, like, um, film style the outdated like technology and special effects like it's still one of the most effective horror movies that i've ever seen i i absolutely and everything is weighed against it just that feeling of this affected me like my life is now feels darker because i watched this and i get a little bit of enjoyment out of that no i absolutely agree with you and to the to prove that point i don't like to go back and watch this movie and the director's cut is truly alarming. Mm. That upside down contortionism yeah. stuff is it's it's not good. Yeah. It's it is distinctly the devil. Like if right. like this is the devil. Yeah. And it, I got a question for you. Did you ever did you ever watch any of the sequels? I've I've seen, but I can't remember Exorcist three. And I this is a not super interesting story, but I saw it in Guatemala. Wow, my fa- <laughs> this tells you a little bit more was it about in my Spanish? family. Yeah, but it was Something. no, it was it was in English, but it had Spanish subtitles. Oh, I think it was okay. What it was. How convenient! Yeah, so <laughs> take that. I can't. I know I saw it with my dad, and I think I saw it with my family, and it was in a foreign country, and I had never seen any of them before, and I don't remember anything about it at all. But I know that I've seen it. Yeah, I haven't seen two, which is apparently the kind of the bonkers one that's like delves into sci-fi i kind of want to see it because i've heard it's super kitschy and good bonkers or bad bonkers bad bonkers oh like weird yeah so yeah i want to i want to sit through all of them i've seen like some of the how many are there well there was like the three official ones and then there was like yeah like they always like wanted to take uh what's his name who's who's the director oh i can't remember anyways the director always was like this this is the untold story or the the origin of it. This is how I really wanted to do The Exorcist and uh, or how I really wanted to do The Exorcist sequel. There was like a couple of those where it was like, this is how they really wanted to do the sequel to The Exorcist or something like that. And they're always god-awful. Yeah. Like super boring. I can't remember the names of them, but like, I've seen them. Like remaking Poltergeist? Like why? <laughs> what the fuck are you thinking about? Like... <laughs> What? To what end? <laughs> to what end? Why? You're just going to ruin it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's interesting. I, I saw a f- like bits and pieces of uh, probably two and three, and I just remember that dirty, horrible feeling, yeah. like just seeping back into my soul and being like, I, I can't watch this. Yeah. And, and ter- actually turning it off and being so being made to feel so uncomfortable. This makes me want to watch it all over again. Yeah. Like I, I want to watch it in all the sequels now. Ugh. Yeah, it, yeah, it definitely has a grime factor that's just undeniable, and yeah, it's it's like soul tainting. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Yeah, my, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, uh, my honorable mention is uh, American Psycho, yeah. <laughs> which I don't know if it qualifies as horror, but God damn, is that movie amazing? It's it it and it's I don't like it because it's horror. I just like it because it's funny. Yeah. 
I like it because it's just over the top and so insane. Just, just <laughs> totally depraved and completely inappropriate. Yeah. And, and, and his lines are just, oh, oh man, <laughs> I just love it. Every line from that movie is quotable. And I can watch it over and over and over and over and over again without fail. Anyway, so that's my honorable mention. Yep, that's a good one. Yeah. Another one that I realize I never mentioned, but is on the top for like great movies, especially for great uh, comedy horror, is Creep. Oh, that one's yes. so great. Yes. Uh, Creep is undeniably, Creep and Creep 2, equally yeah. good, in yeah. my opinion. If if you guys need to watch something that is just gonna, oh man, it's just it's just alarming in the most charming way. Yeah, you're just like, yeah, th- this is fine. It's so it's this is fine all the way through. It's so off putting, off putting because off-putin. you don't off putting. <laughs> uh, How isn't that a thing? Off putting. <laughs> that is so off putting. Um, it is in Wisconsin, probably. Oh, that's real off Putin. Off Putin. Um, <laughs> Take do we have that, any listeners Wisconsin. in any listeners in the Midwest? Yes, of course. Yeah, just you can't really decide of whether this is even going the comedy route or not. Right. You don't. You never. You, you get don't know full... if you should be like interpreting this as is this alarming? like an actual scary movie is or this if alarming? this is funny. I mean, when he pops up with that fucking ridiculous wolf mask. It's just, oh my gosh. Yeah. Like, what is, is this movie? Am I alarmed yet? Yeah. I think I am. This is definitely alarming. And it just makes you feel so cringy. Yeah. that That's like... Ultra I think that's cringe. the only horror movie that uses cringe in the uncomfortableness. Yes. Like, I can't think of any other movie that it's just about just being cringe-inducing, just being like... Ooh, the best. I don't want to see this person embarrass themselves. Cast so yes. well. Yeah. Like, oh my God, he's so perfect. In yeah. That. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Definitely a legendary movie that will, that will always remain an underground classic and never see the amount of respect that it needs. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's good list. Good list. Yeah. yeah, man. I feel like this was a fu- this was a fun episode. Yeah. Like I had a really good time doing that. We should do more stuff like this. Yeah. Anyway, so that pretty much fills it up, I'd say. Thanks to everyone who made it through this. Happy Halloween. Uh, you know, share us with a friend. To make this uh make this something special for your Halloween. Make it something special for our our Halloween and share it with uh your friends. And don't forget to take our audience survey on uh, the the front page of our on the top nav of our website horrormovietalk.com hit us up on facebook hit us up on twitter and uh thank you everyone for listening don't forget to smash that like button don't forget to smash that like button. ring that bell ring the bell subscribe we love you Mwah. Mwah. bye